Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Welcome in to another episode of The Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. And on the show, we talk to your favorite celebrities in pop culture, film, television, comedy, music, and more. And we have an amazing rock pop prodigy joining us on the show today. Say that 10 times fast. Uh, Kirsty Long, uh, Care Like Care Bear is how I was told to pronounce it. And she recently released an amazing uh, remake cover of the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby, which is great, by the way. It was so main. I play it. I play it over and over again. Uh, Kirsty, thanks for joining me today on the show. It's great to have you. Of course. It's nice to meet you. Yes. Well, I have to tell you, I mean, I just have to say it right off the gate. You're so talented and you have an amazing voice. Uh, it's very melodic, very haunting. It just, it's great. So let's talk about this song. I mean, because you've got a lot of music and we'll dig into your career here. But why this song in particular did you choose to to cover this? Because it's kind of a, I mean, the theme and the story behind this song is kind of odd, honestly. But the Beatles were odd. So let's talk about your choice, which is great, by the way. Thank you. Well, uh, my dad's really been wanting me to do a Beatles cover. And a couple years ago, the... the there's a movie about the Beatles yesterday. Did you go and see that? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's a great movie, by the way. Yeah, it was incredible. But we saw it like really late at night. And so I was like falling asleep during the movie. And afterwards, my dad was like, we totally, after seeing that, we totally need to cover a Beatles song. What Beatles song? He was like, just choose one from the movie. And so I'm like trying to like remember from the movie that I like fell asleep during. And the only thing I could remember was the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby. Because he, like, it starts out, he, like, couldn't figure out what the lyrics were. And so I was like, oh, that song about socks. The one about <laughs> socks and windows and mirrors. Like, let's do that one. And he was like, but <laughs> he was like, really? Of all the Beatles songs, you want to do that one? So I sat down and I actually pulled up the music and the lyrics. And I read through it. And I was like, this is a really deep song. And I just, like, fate happened. I recorded the song and then COVID happened. And with everybody lonely, it just fit, it fit the song perfectly. So. Yeah, it's a great song, and I have to say, um, you know, out of all the ones that you could have chosen, it's a great one. And that's a great movie, by the way, yesterday. If you haven't seen it, it's a fun story. Now, you got to start in your career at age nine. Uh, you're from New York originally. Is that where you're currently located, or are you in L.A. now? Um, I'm in the New York area. I live out in Jersey. Okay, so... You're still kind of there a little bit, but you got started. Your first song was Roller Coaster, kind of dealing with anxiety and overcoming your own personal struggles. Um, and then, like, at 11, you're headlining The Bitter End in New York City. Yeah. Uh, what is that like as, uh, as a young person performing for all of these amazing people and at a club? And 
I mean, it's just a lot. I would be overwhelmed if I were in your shoes. Um, I'm overwhelmed just thinking about it, but my gosh, how fantastic for you. It was a super fun experience. I mean, if you've been to the bitter end, they've got a wall behind their bar and it shows you all of the artists that have performed there. And I sat there and I like read through them. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm on the same stage. I'm on the same stage as like Janis Joplin and like all these like really crazy cool people. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm performing on it was such a cool experience. I love it. So was something about music that appealed to you at such a young age or your family members, musicians, what sort of kind of drew you into this particular thing? Well, my dad's side of the family is very musical theater. They do like Shakespeare and Broadway and like crazy stuff like that. And so from a young age, I was the like the little kid that played the like younger main character. I'd show up on stage for like five minutes, sing a line and then leave. But I always loved how it feel like how it felt being on stage. And then my grandma for her birthday, she asked if I could sing her one of her favorite rock songs. And I was like, yeah, sure. So my dad played it on the guitar and it was hearts alone. And I totally got hooked. I was like, oh my goodness. So I just sat, went to like a rabbit hole of like 80s rock music. Wow. I was like, yep, I'm going to sing 80s rock. I'm going to do it on stage because I love being on stage and I love 80s rock. And so it just kind of happened. And here you are with an amazing career. So who are some of your influences that you like to listen to and draw from as far as experiences and that sort of thing? I love heart and Fleetwood Mac. I actually gone and seen both of them. I haven't seen Fleetwood, but I saw, uh, uh, I can't remember the name, the lead singer though. Uh, Stevie Nicks. I went to Stevie Nicks. That was one of my like first concerts I ever went to. And I love heart. I've been to like a couple of their, uh, like I've been to a lot of Ann Wilson concerts and stuff. Like she's amazing. And then I love Freddie Mercury and Queen, if you didn't notice by the t-shirt. Yes, I love the t-shirt, by the way. I love Queen. And some recent people, there's a violinist. If you didn't, if you didn't notice, Eleanor Rigby's really big on strings. Yeah. I love strings in my music, and I kind of got hooked on strings when I listened to a lot of Lindsey Sterling. Okay. And so Lindsey Sterling's one of my big ones, too. I love it. So you obviously are very young and have a lot of future ahead of you. What are some of your goals and some of the places that you would like to see yourself be as you continue on in your musical journey of creating and writing? Well, I'm just hoping that I'll let my music get to a lot of people so that I can touch a lot of people. But I've been having, I've been, I've had, a, I've had dreams of like being on stage, in Madison Square Garden. Okay. Like going to sing the lyrics to my song and like everybody in the audience screaming them. So I think it'd be super cool if I got to perform at least once on stage in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that would be amazing. And that's a great goal. So when you're not performing and you're not writing, what do you find yourself doing in your spare time? A lot of reading. I'm a very okay. book nerd. And... I do a lot of animal stuff, like horseback riding, and uh, I've got two dogs and some cats, so I like to hang out with them outside. That's fantastic. Well, one last question or two here as we kind of wrap things up. 
obviously we're coming out of the pandemic. Did you develop any new skill sets or any fun hobbies, uh, anything exciting like that, uh, that you had so much time on your hands? I got a lot better at piano. Okay. I mean, I've been doing piano and I've been practicing a little, but it was just sort of like, eh, I'll do piano tomorrow sort of thing. And then COVID happened and I was like, I have nothing to do. So I had to sit at the piano for like forever. So I got a lot better at piano, which was amazing. And coloring. My mom got me like a very intricate coloring book and like a set of like coloring pencils. And now I'm like, I just color all the time, which is not something I would like <laughs> usually do. But with COVID, I was like, you know what? What the heck? Let's color. There you go. Well, I love it. Well, your music is absolutely amazing. And the cover or the remake is the Beatles' Eleanor Rigby. And you have other great music that you've created and, and other remakes that you've done as well. Uh, Kirsty, where can people find your music and how can they connect with you on social media? I'm on almost every streaming platform, Spotify, Apple Music. You'll find me almost everywhere. On Instagram, it's Kirstie.long. My name is spelled a little weird, so I'll spell it for you. It's K-J-E-R-S-T-I long. And I've got a YouTube channel. If you want to see the music video for Eleanor Rigby, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Kirstie Long. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, I'm excited to see what the future holds for you. Uh, and you've got amazing music and a very fantastic voice. It's just very talented. Uh, Kirstie, thank you for joining me today on the show. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.